This week on Nintendo Main, I give impressions of Kirby, and we put you under the light and sweat you out for answers. Who is Granny Riddleton? I fall flat. Objection! <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo Main, episode 113, lucky number 1113, um, I mean one, lucky number 113, 113, that's our episode. Uh, we are your hosts, I'm Trey Objection. Johnson, I'm Jeremy, tactical healthcare professional Mikowski, I'm John, time to die knitter. <laughs> is, that a, is that a Blade Runner thing? That's what I always no, think. No, it's of. actually one of the games I'm going to talk about. Oh, okay. You know where he's like, uh, wake up, time to die. Wake up. Time to die. I always think of Blade Runner. That's like that's a great, great line. Yeah. Blade Runner. You guys, maybe they it? took that from the, the movie. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, we're here bringing you the the great Nintendo ness as, as every week here on Nintendo Main. Do you guys want to start off with the GDC stuff, or do you want to start off with what we bought for the beginning here? I can go either ways. I can go either way here. I can go at any time. Yeah, yeah. I didn't buy anything. <laughs> Hold it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just do the GDC stuff first. Let's talk about the uh, Nindies Direct that happened on uh, Tuesday. There was like a really short one, 10-minute one. Yeah, it was real short. Yeah. I just want to I want to say before we get into this Nintendo Direct, I went back and watched like all the old N- Nindies Directs, like the one the one that was out before the Switch was released and the one from the summer like that came out right around the time of uh, Mario and Rabbids. And there's like 16 games on there, I think, that haven't come out yet. So uh, there's a lot of stuff that had that because uh, this this new Nindies one I was like where's this where's this and I was kind of like which of these games are missing here like what like what did they not talk about and I went back to look and man there's a lot of them there's a lot of games that didn't even make it like even big ones like Runner Three like that never showed up I mean those games pretty you know come out and I think that one actually had like a release date I thought I saw some box art for that one recently yeah I mean you might have it just never got released it was on the it was on that very first Nindies direct. And we were talking before we recorded, uh, John was saying that maybe uh, maybe they put all these games on there just because they wanted to show that they had a lot of games coming out. Because if you remember, when the Switch released, they only had like six games. So I think they That's wanted true. to like kind of... bare bones. Yeah, they wanted to like let people know that stuff was coming. And at the end of that Direct, they also were like, oh yeah, and by the way, like, um, you know, uh, what's it called? Blaster Master Zero comes out like next week. So there was like some stuff in there, you know, like with actual dates, but yeah, on that first one, there was like a Kingdom Two Crowns. I think that's the sequel to Kingdom New Lands. Maybe that one never came out. Uh, Flipping Death. That was one that I thought was really cool. Actually it looked like a Tim Schafer game. Like that game never came out. Shakedown Hawaii didn't come out. This the sequel to uh retro city rampage. I find that hard to believe that one kind of disappeared. There was like a, I didn't know I mentioned like pocket rumble war groove, uh, stardew Valley's multiplayer never came out. That was in that first one. Also in the multiplayer oh, yeah. mode, but I mean, at least that game did come out, but it's crazy. Like there's like a, in the second one, there's like super meat boy forever, the King Knight edition for shovel Knight. which has anybody mentioned that on DGDC that you've seen, like has a, 
I'm surprised Yacht Club like hasn't said anything aside from Nintendo about that new uh, the newest mode because I think that was originally supposed to come out last year too. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, I think that must be what happened. It's just that they didn't have enough to announce at the beginning. And they, they knew these things were coming way down the line. They decided, let's talk about this now. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's a lot of games, 16. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's more. <laughs> there's a Kentucky Route Zero. I remember that one. The weird Twin Peaksy looking point and click. That didn't make it. Next Up Hero, Dragon March for Death, Morphe's Law. That's that's the big one. That was a game I really, really wanted to play. And I, I don't remember. I said it a bunch of different ways on this show before, but the right way is that you shoot the other guy, and whatever part you shoot on the other guy makes that part of you bigger. So I guess if you're losing, whoever's killing you, will it'll make them a bigger target. So that's supposed to how it's kind of like supposed to equal it all out. But with all everybody wanting like PUBG and Fortnite and all that, I think Morphe's would do would do pretty decently, like as a, something to, to help help satisfy your itch for that, you know, or in, in the meantime, before those other games come out. Yeah. It was like a weird game, Sausage Sports Club, like some animal <laughs> animal sports thing, which I don't even remember seeing that at all. That one looks super weird. Uh Light Fingers and Travis Starks again, which we saw stuff for Travis in the in the main direct, but that's all stuff from last year that was supposed to come out that never came out. So there's a good amount of games on there. So, and, I mean, and, luckily, there's still been a lot of games coming out. So, oh yeah, no, know. I mean, there's definitely games, but the funny thing is, none of those games were mentioned in this in the Nindies Direct. And also, a thing I found weird about it is like, out of all the games they mentioned in this in the Nindy Showcase, none of them showed up on the eShop like in coming soon. Like none of them have release dates. So I figured there'd be at least one in there, right? That'd be like because a lot of them were like spring of 2018. I'm like, well, isn't it like spring of 2018 right now? Like, shouldn't they? I don't know. I figured they would show there would be some sort of like coming soon date in there for any of them. But uh, do you want to go down? It's officially spring, isn't it? Yeah. Do you want to go down the list of these of the of those games real quick? There's 17 games on those total, I think. There's even a couple that weren't in the direct that I wrote down. But do you want to go down the list real quick? See if what see what your guys is a level of excitement is i mean i think i'll buy pretty much all of them aside from like maybe two games but uh there was a uh, first one was mask of the ninja remastered i guess that was a 2012 xbox game the mark of the ninja yeah yeah, yeah. mark of the ninja yeah my my uh, is weird my friend yuji i used to work with it work with a couple years ago i've mentioned him on the podcast before yeah he uh he was like this is one of the games he always was like you got to play this it's great and um it was on the 360 and I think I downloaded it, but or maybe I never did. I don't know. I don't remember playing it, but mm-hmm. I just remember him talking it up a lot. So it could be cool. Yeah, Yuji was supposed to be a guest on uh, on a fire on our very first fire room episode. I think he was supposed to be on there with uh, with Colin, right? And he, he never made it. Yeah, he had to work or something. I can't. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it looks cool. It looks cool enough. It was like they had did some really weird stuff, like with, uh, where like this, this will sneak up on you, like at the beginning. But, you know, it looks fine. I mean, I, I'm into any game that has like, uh, that's any sort of like old school 2D, whatever. You know, I like that stuff. Is uh, is this like an HD version then? Or I guess they didn't really say much, like what the difference is. I think so. It's remastered, so it's probably like, and at least the graphics are sharpened or maybe possibly reworked completely. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that, um, yeah, I don't know. That one, I don't think that one has a date. I mean, well, none of them have dates. But they were all basically like summer or spring for the most part. But that one looked, you know, okay. I mean, none, none of them really like caught me to be like, oh, man, that looks insane. You know, they're all kind of like, oh, you know, I'll probably buy it. If it's 20 bucks or less, I'll probably end up getting it, you know, depending on what's released that week. Do you remember what Fantasy Strike was? That was the game. That was the game that was up after that. Yeah, no, Fantasy Strike is that cool-looking uh, 2D uh, fighting game. 
It's a it's like a 3D 2D game that looks it actually looks pretty decent like where you can use different powers to fight people. I guess there's a panda that strikes people with gambling somehow. I don't know how you can actually uh use that as a weapon, but uh and there's a girl in there that fights with paint and another guy that fights with time, but yeah, it's like a, it's a you know, it's a 2D fighter. Like I I'm totally into games like that, so I'll play it. Yeah, there's like a guy that can that can freeze people and all that. I'm still waiting for that pocket rumble, but I guess in the meantime they might they might as well like tease me with another 2D fighter game that might not come out you know, until 2020 or something. But yeah, that was that one. Actually, the third one, the one after that, was it Just Shapes and Beats? I thought you'd be into that one, Jeremy. Is that the bullet hell one? No, that's the like 2D, the like 2D rhythm based game. I guess you, I guess it's sort of bullet hell, but it's like a 2D uh, shooter platformer thing. That's like a rhythm game. I don't know. Yeah, I thought that looked really cool. It looked interesting. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's kind of hard to tell because they only show like a couple seconds of these games. So, but that one look, that one looks super dope. After that was, uh, Garage. That's the weird, like, gritty one that sort of looks like Mr. Shifty with, like, the top down and you, like, shoot the zombies. It looks a lot like Hot- Hotline Miami, too. Yeah, like Hotline Miami or, okay. uh, or, uh, Shakedown Hawaii or, um, Mr. Shifty or, yeah. That's the one that they said was too violent to show you all the details or something like that. Yeah, yeah, the zombie one that it was yeah. like, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it looked, uh, I don't know. That one was like, that one was almost kind of question mark for me. I'm like, uh, maybe if there's nothing else going on and it's cheap, I might get it, but I don't know. I'm not super excited about it. That's supposed to come out spring of this year, which is now, so who knows. The one after that was the one that you guys said you were excited about, which I think like looks too bizarre to not be excited about, I guess, but uh, Pool Panic. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fun. Any of these weird like hybrid games, you know, where these things that shouldn't be hybrid are put together. Yeah. It looks so interesting. I mean, Pool Panic just looks so bizarre that it's kind of like, I don't know how I can like not play that. It looks too strange. Yeah, I have to play it. It looks too strange, but it also looks cool. Like the, the graphics look cool. You know, it's like a weird... It reminds me a little bit of like Odama. I haven't played Odama, but oh yeah, gives me that sort of like Odama that weird, the that weird, yeah, right. And you're literally, yeah, you're bo- rolling a ball through obstacles that are like looks like it's like landscapes or whatever. I have to do city streets and stuff. Yeah, I don't have I don't have Odama. I never got it. I always wanted to get one, but you can get it for like fifteen bucks with the microphone. It's not that expensive, but totally forgot I found about it for the game. two dollars with the microphone at what? a GameStop not that long ago. Did you buy it? Yep, I did. Oh, okay, well, good. oh, you have it. Oh, so you I have, have it. it with the okay. microphone. Yep. I was going to say, I hope you didn't leave it there for $2. That's the stuff. No. Do you have to say left flipper, right flipper, or how does that work? I've only played it maybe twice, so I don't remember the details of how to play maybe it. I can at least the say. voice commands might just be for your like on-screen like troops, and then you control the flippers with the controller, maybe? Yeah, because you have to do both, because there's like a controller attachment thing or something. But that would be that would be a fun uh, stream. I'll have to get a, if I can get a hold of that game, I'd, I'd love to do a stream of that thing. I wonder if it... Uh, records your voice in the game or if it's i don't know it probably doesn't but it'd be it'd be pretty funny to hear you you know hear anybody trying to work your way through it and all that oh yeah yeah part of the reason i bought that game not only because it was two dollars but because it was by the same guy who did seaman and i loved that game oh yeah so weird yeah same guy did that game huh. well odama's Makes just like a thing about it but yeah well i was just saying odama's just like such a weird ass gamecube game it's kind of like one of those things that you just kind of have to own it just because it's strange you have to have it yeah as long as it's you know i mean as long as it's not like a hundred dollar game or anything, like it's not super rare, but it's kind of one of those things that you just, I feel like you just have to play because it's just so strange. And the Seaman thing, I never played that, but I saw pictures of it. Pretty weird. It's like the fish I with it a bunch of times. It's like the fish with a male with like a human head, right? That you like talk to, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It was like a uh, late nineties. You know, in the late nineties, they had the Tamagotchis and everything. That was like the big thing. And then Sega went, well, what if it was like a weird Japanese fish man? And what if? you can talk to him and he'll tell you about like the weirdest thing was it asks you all these questions. Right. And then one day it says to me, 
remember to tell your dad happy birthday. And it was my dad's birthday. Wow. And it, it just remembered that fact. And like this fish man told me to say happy birthday <laughs> to my dad. Like Dreamcast, this is what it's all about. Your next level. <laughs> did Greatest you, system ever. Did you tell the fish that it was your dad's birthday or did he just like learn that from I did. talking to you? Well, I, I told him that. He, he asked a bunch of questions at the beginning, okay. random questions. And then you forget about it, you know, because it's you know, a couple weeks or months later, yeah. right? Yeah, and if, then on that day, he said, remember to tell your dad happy birthday. I was hoping that well, you, if you hadn't told him that and he just said that, that'd be just like that Animal Crossing horror movie that I wanted to make with a game just like no stuff about you that you didn't tell it. Just like, wish your dad happy birthday. It's like, I didn't so, know that. So you had the English version of, uh, obviously the English version of the Dreamcast, Seaman. I did, yep. I didn't, that was Leonard Nimoy, his voice. Leonard Nimoy was the, he was the, the host on that. Oh, like, okay. There was, a, there was a host guy sort of narrating the game, and then the fish man was somebody else. Oh, okay. Oh, because I was like, man, you get to talk to Leonard Nimoy? That's cool. I want him to be like, hey, John, make sure and tell your dad happy birthday or whatever. <laughs> you know, that's my best no, no. Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> no, you start the game up, and he goes, hello, this is Leonard Nimoy, and then blah, 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 blah. And he, like, tells you all about the history of the sea man and the fish man and how to raise him and everything. Mm. And they'll, like, greet you every day. Leonard Nimoy greets you every day when you start the game. Nice. But, I went I went to the – I can't remember what museum it was in Boston – a few years ago, but uh, I went into the planetarium and they, uh, Leonard Nimoy voiced the movie thing we watched. And he, I guess he grew up like three blocks away from where the place was. A little Leonard Nimoy fact for you. Nice. That's cool. I love Leonard Nimoy. But having his voice on like the loudspeakers while you're looking at stars was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. I heard that Seaman was the uh, inspiration for The Shape of Water. That was uh, that was one of Guillermo del Toro's uh, favorite. AKA uh, Grinding Nemo. Fa- favorite games Grinding ever. Nemo. I mean, no, that, that's not true. But it'd be it'd be cool if it was. <laughs> like it all goes back to that weird seaman thing. It was kind of like, <laughs> it's like I kind of wanted to have sex with him, so I thought I'd write a whole movie about it. I thought the concept was so beautiful. I just had to make a movie. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, pool panic. Yeah, it's like you're uh, you're pool this cu- you're this cue ball. You knock under ball- other balls into uh, into holes, and there's a uh, you know they do like the. Um, the comic book uh, noise, you know, where it comes out of there and it's just like snuh or ah or whatever, you know. It looks bizarre. And it's, it's, uh, I'll definitely check it out. I mean, I. It's an adult swim game. It is an adult swim game, which actually made me hesitant, like, when I first heard about it for that, uh, whatever, whatever it's called, a Shep Brigade. Just because I played so many shitty adult swim iPhone games. Yeah. But yeah. apparently that Shep Brigade game's good, so maybe it's better. Cause all, all the, all the, all the adult swim games I played, the free ones were just not good. On iPhone, but I'm sure they're better. I like now. Robot Unicorn Attack. That one's pretty good for that's, a free game. That's the one I did play, but there's just not a whole lot to it, you know. Yeah, you just you just do exactly what's in the title, and that's it, really. There's was no, that there's an no depth runner? to it, pretty yeah. much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say I felt the same way, Trey. I was a little bit like, oh, oh crap. But you know what? It could be an amazing game, and they just happen to be producing it. You know. Yeah, it happens from time to time. Sure. Well, I mean, people talk about Shepard Brigade like they love that game. So, I mean, I I think it could be good. You know, definitely check it out. Pool Panic. There's a yeah. There's no date for that. That just said like late, late in 2018. So we'll see if that happens. But after that one was the one was the one that I think everybody's super excited for. Uh, bomb Chicken, the game with the uh-huh. bombs, where you're a chicken that throws bombs. Actually, that game looks cool. It kind of reminds me of Box Boy, except with bombs. You know, it's a similar thing because you can like stock stack them on top of each other, use mm-hmm. them to get to higher places, and you can throw them at people. So that has potential, I guess. 
It's a not quite chicken wiggle, but that game's supposed to come out too. So you'll have. I thought it was chicken wiggle at first. <laughs> yeah, I thought so too. I don't even know what chicken wiggle looks like. I just I just hear the name like I don't either. said so many times in jokes. I just imagine a chicken wiggling. That's all you do, really. You just wiggle the Joy Cons, and that's and it's like you win. It's just, that's it's the like game. a sequel to Oct- Octodad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah, there's there's that game, uh, Bomb Chicken, that's supposed to come out this summer. Luminae's remastered. Did any of you guys ever play that for PSP? That was like the, that was like the game for PSP. That was I remember that being the the defense of the system at the time. So that when never it came, came out. to came the out. DS. I don't think it did. I don't. Maybe so if, I'm if, confusing it with I another it puzzle game. You're thinking about Medios, probably, maybe. right? Medios. Yeah. Yeah, I might be confusing it with that. Yeah. No, Medios is a DS game. Luminase was a PSP game. Yeah. Luminase. Luminase was like a was like an early PSP release, so it was kind of like a, it was like the killer app, I guess, like at the very beginning of the PSP time. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I never played it, and a lot of people swear by it, so it'd be worth checking out. That one has a spring release. After that was that weird uh, Reigns game. Reigns, Reigns, Her Majesty, Reigns, Kings, and Queens. Some sort of weird talking game where you try to get through situations or whatever. I don't know. I'm definitely not going to get that one. It's all based <laughs> on like uh, polar decisions. It's like, so you just swipe left or right, I guess, to make. It's like if anybody. It's kind of boring. If anybody wanted like <laughs> Tinder the game, but with like Knights and Queens. Then, uh, yeah, if, if Tinder can... <laughs> were a, a system of law. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't really appeal to me, but you never know. Like I said, it could be a boring week, but I'm, I'm not really not really into that. Uh, Lightfall was the other one. That was the one with the with the kid, right? With the kid jumping on those blocks with the light blocks. It was like a 2D. Was oh, like, yeah. It was going pretty fast, right? Yeah. It, it looked like, you know, it looked like, it looked like a 2D like a kind of thing. platformer, like Celeste, kind of, like in that sort of art style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it looked cool. Once again, they didn't show a whole lot of it, but I'm interested. Uh, West of Loathing was up after that. I know you said you liked that one. It's like a black and white stick figure western optional yeah. RPG game because there's optional turn-based battles. I was like, "Wait, what? Why? <laughs> why are they only optional?" Yeah, I was wondering <laughs> the same thing. Does that just mean like um you know, like Chrono Trigger or something where you can see the enemies and choose to engage them? Yeah, but I mean, they're not but the Chrono Trigger ones aren't completely optional. Like you have to right, play them I, otherwise I you won't level up, example. you know. Yeah. No, I yeah, I understand that, but I mean, I, I don't know. When I saw optional, I thought maybe there's like I'm like you don't have to play them ever. Like maybe that's just nope. a part of the game you won't have to do. I don't know. That maybe, one looked good to me. I was gonna say maybe you like that one, John, because you're like, wait, there's turn based battles, but I don't have to do them. Sweet. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I also it, like the art style. The art style is really cool. Yeah, it was another thing that looked really kooky and weird, and I didn't really know what was going on in it. So I was like, ah, uh, you know, there wasn't like none of these were really like I was like, oh yeah. I'm like so psyched to play that. They were all kind of like, ah, oh, you know, it looks kind of kooky and weird. Sure. Well, I'll, I think the Just Shapes and Beats was probably the one that stuck out to me the most besides mm-hmm. Pool Panic. Like, I'm looking at pictures of it, and I was thinking of the, the, the right game. It's yeah. like a rhythm. It says Rhythm Bullet Hell, and that's I remember he said that in the presentation. Oh, yeah, yeah. What yeah. about the weird, uh, like, what they call him, Uncle something when he came out? Oh, his weird uncle, or it was it was it was really awkward at the very beginning of the presentation. Yeah, that other guy that snuck up on him, and he was the guy who presented uh, Fantasy Strike, the uh, fighting game. But yeah, it was like kind of strange that he's just like, oh, he snuck up on me, you know? Because it got it got definitely got off to a weird start. Yeah, the whole thing was kind of weird, I guess overall. But it was really quick too. It was only ten minutes. It was actually only speaking of quick. There's only two. There's only two games left on here for us to talk about before we're done. I think. Or no, there's there's like there's like a few there's like three more, but uh, yeah, no, that whole part was strange. 
There was that game, after that, there was a game called Poo Day, but it looks like Pode. Mm-hmm. It's like a co-op uh, puzzly. It's based on like Norwegian folklore or something like that. I don't know. It kind of reminded me of... That uh, be cool. Kind of reminded me of Mulaka, so I was like... But not like the same... Not the same play style at all as Mulaka, but kind of like the same style, like a, you know, like a sort of crazy mythical story whatever the art looked really good it looked uh didn't look as crazy and like picasso-y as mulaka the there was one after that uh messenger I, that one looked cool like i was like oh that sounds i just like the idea of traveling between uh graphical styles where you can go from like 8-bit to uh super nintendo it'd be cool if you could travel to like low poly or like low poly 64 stuff too yeah that was always an idea of mine that you would start at like you know atari like you know a little squares whatever they can go all the way through to like the best graphics mm. that you could possibly imagine well the, you know. the what was it bit trip beat kind of does that like the uh yeah. well like when you're almost dying it turns into like an, an atari game where it's all like black and white and it's like me 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 and like the better you do oh right the higher yeah. the sound quality gets and like some background stuff changes too so it's kind of yeah. like that i guess but the whole like time traveling to uh low poly 3d thing on there reminds me of uh the uh, eight bit is enough. The uh, strong bad game. Do you remember that one mm-hmm. on Wii? Right. Where mm-hmm. you get where you get to play uh, Trogdor, and it basically looks like a PlayStation One game, and it's awesome and hilarious. Where you just yeah. burn people, <laughs> and it looks like you know it's like low poly bad bad three D. And I kind of love. I wish they would make more games like that. Like to do like nostalgia PlayStation One sixty four type games. You know, it's just I was like, why not? You know, like that's why I like that dumb vaccine game because it just it looked like a PlayStation One game. You know, and it's kind of like silly enough that I'm like, oh, this is funny. I wish they should make more games like that. I'm surprised that still hasn't really come to pass. Like, and we've been in the era now where like eight bit or sixteen bit retro looking games are cool, but thirty two bit and sixty four bit hasn't really come back yet as a yeah. style. Yeah, maybe it's I'd just. Say, I think Mulaku like was sixty four bit. I would I would say. It really harkened to that. Yeah, kind of. Except I think it I think it had more, especially if you've gotten to that, some of those later bosses. Like, that that definitely couldn't have worked on 64. Especially that Toad, which we forgot to talk about last week. But the Toad boss, I don't think he would have, they would have been able to do that on the 64. Yeah, hardware. I beat the Toad boss, and I, got, I beat the level after that. I think, I think I might be on the final level. Did you make it to the giant, like, Earth Beast thing? I beat the trio of things. That was the last thing I beat. Oh, okay. It was like three monsters that were all like, there's really strong and then two. Slightly. Oh, okay. I think it's after that. They, they kept punching me through the ground and like I would fall through the map. And yeah. And would like appear at the top again. <laughs> yeah, that happened to me a did couple that, times. Did that happen to you too? A uh, different boss, but yeah, I did fall through the ground a couple times. That happened to me a couple times with them and then the last time it happened, they uh, it was almost like they got confused. Like maybe I was clipping out in a weird way. But, like, they didn't even try to fight me back. I just was able to kill them all. <laughs> I w- and I tried to, like, recapture a video, but I couldn't because it doesn't have that feature. But it was, like, crazy. Oh, yeah. They, like, didn't fight me at all. That's, I mean, that's basically what happened to me in Mummy Demastered. When I got to the boss, like, halfway through, he stopped fighting me. I was like, okay. <laughs> I just wailed on him until he died. But, yeah, I mean, we were talking about Messenger and how it, like, you know, time travels through different... Uh, graphical styles and all that and it'd be cool for them to go to like a six like a 64 uh, playstation one era stuff but what i think is kind of funny of it funny about it because like when you time travel your character changes so like the regular character looks like a ninja so you look like sub-zero and then when you time travel to the 16 bit you turn into raiden like you look like raiden you have the hat and like the white robe and all that mm-hmm. i don't think that's intentional but that's what i thought i was like oh cool you can change you turn into the two the two uh, mortal kombat characters there <laughs> I don't think it's intentional, but it's on there. But yeah, I like that idea of the time travel through different whatever. What else? Bad North? Do you remember what Bad North was? I think Bad North was that top-down 
strategy one, right? The where they don't really show anything about it. It shows like uh, I don't remember. It's like a it, you're like on an island. There's not a lot of information. Yeah, they didn't show show it very quickly. They didn't show very much about it. But it's supposed to come out in the summer. Yeah, it's like a, it shows like an island and you're moving guys around and there's flags and stuff. It had like a simplistic but cool art style, I guess. But I couldn't really tell what was going on. I mean, it looked like it might be like real-time strategy, something or other. But yeah, Bad North, that was that one. I think the final one was a Banner Saga, which I never heard of that game. You guys heard of that game? Cause there's th- I've heard oh. the name, but I've never played it. It looks like some sort of story-based thing or something. Because they said Banner Saga 3 is coming out, which I guess is not out for other systems, maybe? I don't know. But then they said Banner Saga 1 and 2 will come out, too, at some point. So it's like, okay. Right, because the guy said, well, do I need to play the first two before I play 3? Yeah, and he's like, well... You know, they're all going to come out. So, and that was the end. Of, that was the end of the presentation. It was kind of, I know a lot of people felt like underwhelmed by it or whatever, but I don't know. Coming out like right on the heels of Nintendo Direct, it's kind of like, you know, what are you going to show? But I, I really I think, I think it was a way to like let the indies shine, not, not to be, to be comparing directly with all the other major releases. Sure. I just, but, uh, I, I mean, I like indies a lot. I just, there wasn't really anything that like stuck out to me. There wasn't anything that was like, it would have oh, been nice, you know, to have something where it's like, oh, it's available today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought was really yeah, weird. There was nothing. There was nothing that was available today. There's nothing that was like this is available this week. There's nothing that's like this is available next week. Like I said, there's no release dates for anything, and none of these games have shown up on the eShop after this. You know, there's no like date for it or anything in the coming soon. Which I figured you'd at least see it in there. Sometimes they put them in there without a date. You know, and just be like, here it is. You know. So I found that really weird. But I guess behind the behind the scenes, not in a direct. What is it? Nidhogg 2, Hyperlight Drifter, and Crashlands all got announced for the Switch as well. So I never played Nidhogg 2, but I've seen it at a lot of game conventions, so apparently people like it. It's like some sort of 2D fencing looking game with uh, swords. Have you played that, Jeremy? Nidhogg Which one? 2. N- Nidhogg? No. It's a, a, I don't know, they, you see them in a lot of places. You'll see it at a Midwest Gaming Classic for sure. Like I've seen people play it, but I don't know what it is, and I've never played it. But that's coming to Switch. Hyperlight Drifter is. Crashlands. I don't know what Crashlands is, but that was another one that was on there. Nidhogg. Nidhogg. It's like a 2D silhouette looking things with swords and you like a fence. Okay, yeah, I've not played this at all. Kind of reminds me of that Killer Queen game, sort of, except different. It's just like in the art style, but it's not like a, you know, it's not like an eight player game like that game. But yeah, that's what I saw. That's what I saw so far from GDC. Did you guys see any other stuff that I'm missing on that for the news of for this part? <laughs> no. We, uh, some news, some news that we forgot, we want to stay on the news, some news that we forgot from last week, which isn't really that big of a news, of news, but we forgot to talk about the 5.0 update for the Switch. The 5.0 update. The update, which isn't really an update. Like, I mean, that's what I was like, I don't really care that we forgot to talk about it, but there was a new update. You can add your friends, your Facebook friends, your Twitter friends. That's about it. There's no, That seemed uh, to be like the biggest, like, user accessible improvement. Yeah, I read that the uh, security was actually greatly updated in this article. I read went into it into detail. I can't remember exactly what it was saying, but something along the lines of there's a randomization of the code that makes it harder to crack. Oh, okay, like for hackers and so, stuff, they're trying to yeah, keep them yeah. out of it. Okay, that makes and sense. And the article went so far as to say it: if you plan on hacking your switch, go buy a switch right now because all the other switches that come with the 5.0 update will be unhackable. Oh, okay. Well. For now. I mean, hackers are pretty, they yeah. seem to find their way around things. I mean, I've, I've heard it, people say many a times, like, unhackable. Yep, yep. The, uh, I just saw, I, I just saw on YouTube, the, um, 
Uh, Ease 8 got a release date, got an actual release date. That's uh, June 26th of this year. Do you remember? I don't know. Is that, that's not the same day as a Mario Tennis, is it? Is it gonna, I don't, I know Mario Tennis was for June, but I feel like it was earlier June, probably. I don't remember. That's another thing to come out of the uh, GDC. Because I think originally, I think it just said later, just said later 2018. It didn't have an actual date mm. on it. I had something I noticed, maybe not a news update, but. I was looking at my Mario guy here the other day, and I've got this uh, Super Smash Brothers Brawl tag from Best Buy from when it came out. Mm-hmm. And there's the release date, 3908. Without much fanfare, Brawl came out 10 years ago. We missed that anniversary date. Yeah, we, no, did. we did. I guess nobody cares about Brawl. I mean, I, I like Brawl. Like, I wasn't really, you know, I really, I like the single player. I thought that was cool. I mean, it was weird, but I was glad it was on there. They did do, uh, IGN did like a stream of it. So they did play mm-hmm. Brawl. So I guess they did some sort of a. 10-year anniversary thing for it. I mean, I played it. I played it a lot when it came out. It didn't really stick out to me that much, aside from the single player. And having Snake on it, I guess. And Sonic. That was cool. Yeah. Personally, I never understood why people prefer Melee so much over Brawl. I mean, maybe I'm stoking the flames here. I don't know, but... I think it's a... I thought it has... mostly the same. I I thought it had something to do with the way it played. Because isn't there a tripping mechanic in in Brawl? Like, I've heard a lot of people talk about that. You can actually... That you guys can fall... That your characters can like fall on their own and trip themselves and and, and brawl. I don't I don't know I don't know the the way all the way it works, but I guess it's like all the play like me- melee's tighter in the control and all that and doesn't have like the same stuff that they did for brawl or whatever. That's what people say. Are you saying that you like brawl better than melee? Then no, I'm saying I don't really notice that much of a difference here or there. Um, to me, I'm I'm always the kind of person who like I like to turn on all the items and everything. Like I don't I'm not the the Smash Brothers purist type who always plays on on what's it the the final um, destination final destination stage yeah, yeah. objection yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i i don't i don't really care like uh i like melee um i'm not like a purist about it but i'm not good enough to be like oh you know Me- melee's the best i think one i think melee is my favorite one just because i played it the most that's true no melee and is- i actually tried to like get as many trophies and stuff you know that was important yeah. to me yeah and i unlocked all the I unlocked all the levels and all the extra shit and melee has all those like fun videos that we used to watch on there. You know, yeah, yeah, the, just all the weird shit that they made. It's it's pretty cool. It's like they had space left on the disc and they just had to fill it up, so they just kept throwing these weird videos on there. Yeah, right. So we talked about Toys R Us closing last week, but apparently KB Toy Store is coming back now. Do you know anything about that? I did not. Yeah, hey, I get to pay 150 percent price for my games again. Like, yeah, it, yeah, I heard like yeah, it says like KB's coming back, but in what way? Like it's not going to be in a mall. Like nobody goes to malls. I mean, is it just going to be online, like KB Toy Store online, or are they just going to come in and fill up all the Toys R Us stores with KBs and be like, all right, get out, KB time, move along? Know. My guess is that somebody bought the name to KB Toys, you know, a long time ago, and the news about Toys R Us broke really. I think it was late last year when they first filed for bankruptcy. Yeah, and they started. So my, my guess is that since then, they were like, okay, let's do something with it. And they don't even know what they're going to do yet. But they're doing something. They're trying to step in and fill the, the void for the, the toy store. Yeah. yeah. Somebody, somebody will. There will be a toy store again. There will be a, a big chain toy store again. Besides, like, FAO Schwartz. I guess that's mm-hmm. not a chain, though. There's only, like, two of those. I think, I think that's still gone, though. I want Children's Palace to come back and be like, hey. I remember them. Yeah, what about yeah. us? Yeah. Nobody remembers us, but we're we're coming back. I remember that. Well, I do, but I mean, even like, even my memories of it, it was already on its way out, like in the 80s, I think. 
it was already closing by the time. I mean, that, I think yeah, that's where like I the cheap version of Toys R Us. That's where I bought the um the toy. It, it's the Ghostbusters toy, like the Ghostbusters headquarters. But I House. bought I bought it as the Police Academy headquarters because it's the same toy. You know, like oh. they would take the same <laughs> toy and repaint it. You know, or like add yeah. stickers to it. So yeah, that's when I bought the Ghostbusters headquarters slash Police Academy headquarters. I think it was a couple other things too. Because they would man- they would like remanufacture the same toys. Like my Batman bite- bat cycle that I had, if you pulled the front mask of it off, it had a RoboCop thing under there. So it was basically a RoboCop cycle <laughs> repainted as <laughs> Batman. Great. So they did that it's all shameless. the time. Yeah, they did that constantly. It's like how all the He-Mans had the same arms. Like it's it's the same thing, you know. They they would always resell something. As they a all went to the thing. same gym. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, right. But I thought they it was really the same workout. Yeah. I think I, I think I might <laughs> same routine. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Turnia, yeah. like you know, there's only so many proteins and vegetables available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I gotta wear the same same underwear too. <laughs> but but yeah yeah KB toys. I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. What was the toy store that you and I recorded in? Was that a KB? That was a KB. Yeah. yeah. If you if you uh, so go- I would be happy if we could do like Dewey the Duck Part Two. You know. <laughs> yeah, like I wonder what he's been up. To. Well, I mean, well, I thought Dewey, I thought Dewey the Duck went crazy and killed himself at the oh, end of that, right. at the he's end of that movie. So uh, I don't think we can do it, Dewey the Duck too, because he's dead. <laughs> but maybe he laid an egg somewhere. Yeah, maybe there's another duck. Maybe when he met that crazy duck, like they had sex off screen or something, and there's a there's a baby. Well, Dewey we couldn't somewhere. film that. Remember? I mean, it was it was off camera. Like yeah, we missed it. We somehow. weren't allowed to film that. It was real quick. It's <laughs> yeah. in the contract. Yeah, if you guys want to see the Dewey the Duck movie, it's buried somewhere in our uh, in, in our in our YouTube stuff, YouTube slash Fingermater. You can find it in there. Find Jeremy's amazing acting ability. It's uh, probably the best movie I've ever seen him in. <laughs> <laughs> Filmed in a KB toy store. It's true. So, like uh, Kotaku released a list of like the best selling Nindies. Did you see that? It's not really that surprising, but it's like uh, Stardew Valley's up there. I yeah, hope. yeah. SteamWorld Dig Two, Stardew Valley, Kamiko. That one was kind of surprising. Celeste. Celeste. Fast RMX, not surprising. Came out like first day. Golf Story, Enter the Gungeon. I never played that game, but I found that weird that it was on there. Overcooked, NBA Playgrounds, and uh, Shovel Knight. So I gotta play. Over- we gotta do like next time we hang out, we gotta try Overcooked. Okay. Because I hear I heard it's a lot of fun, and you know it's multiplayer, so there's no reason for me to play it until I'm with friends to play it. Yeah, Strikes but it's is not-, not the kind of game to to have. Just for your, yourself, you need to play yeah. multiplayer. I've, I've played it before. Yeah, and uh, personally, it, w- it wasn't for me. I had a good time while I was playing it, but I couldn't see myself playing it anymore. Yeah, yeah. So there's probably no like online mode for it either, right? I'm sure. Every everybody on Reddit that I've read, like their comments, they say it's the fun is like having several people playing and they're like yelling at each other and yeah, it's like hey, you know, kind of like directing each other at what to do. You're cooking the eggs too long. Move them over here or whatever. I don't know. Whatever you yell at each other. I think I think alcohol is supposed to go well with it too. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't you not want to do it because it's too close to work? Sort of. I'm sure like line cooking is not like it's not like overcooked. But you know what? There was this game on a when I got my PlayStation in the late '90s. I bought a PlayStation One in like '99 or 2000, maybe it was. It was when it got it went down a hundred bucks. It was cheap and I could afford it. When I bought a PS One and it came with a demo disc, and on that demo disc there was like a demo for a game that I don't think ever was released here. It was like a Japanese game. But it was a, a cooking simulator where you actually like chopped the vegetables by using the dual shock controller in a weird way and hmm. it was really fun. I think so, I, I don't know. It's the only cooking sim I ever played, but I liked it. I, I feel like I heard of that. I always wanted to play those cooking mama games, but I never got around to getting any, any of them. I never did try those. Speaking of cooking sims. 
But I played those. Pretty I, fun. Those are pretty cheap, so you could probably pick them up at the MGC for nothing and just try them there out. There was a Paper Mario where Peach bakes a cake. That's like probably the closest. Oh, yeah. That was, that was the first one. That was the very first one, right? Mm-hmm. When she's at Bowser's? Yeah. There was also a recipe game that came out for the DS. I remember you had that game. The cooking, it, it, it was like a... It was like a cooking book, right? It was like a cookbook, but in DS. Yeah, I have I have it somewhere, but I don't don't remember what it's called. And I don't even think it's really a game. I think it's just a cookbook. It's mm-hmm. not. It's they, not. They I don't did think a it sequel. Is. The sequel was a uh, America's Test Kitchen, but it's I guess it's officially the sequel because it was produced by the same company. But oh, weird. They, for the sequel, they just call it America's Test Kitchen, which is a PBS show, um, and it's just based on them. So they're like in the game, but it's the same thing. It's just a sequel. Wait, personal <laughs> trainer cooking. Oh, okay. Never mind. I think that's something else. Maybe because that was part of the because uh, there was a series I forget what it was the called Touch Generations yeah because uh, Brain Age was a part of that too and you know Brain Age took off big time of course Touch Generations yeah and uh, the cooking game I'm sure there were others that I can't remember but mostly the brain game the brain game and uh, yeah and and the cookbook game I remember you telling me that you played it and uh, and like it would the microphone would would do stuff. Like, like you would, if you're clanging pots around, like sometimes it would read it and like flip the page or something. I know you said you're having some sort of weird interference with that. I don't remember. Whenever you tried using I think it. I used it maybe once or twice. Yeah. I mean, that's just, yeah, I just remember you saying that, that you, that you tried it and it was, well, uh, I think that's, I think that's all I have for the news. Did you guys have anything else for the news for the week? Mm-hmm. I'm seeing here, uh, and I'm, I'm going by Reddit, but I think it's official that they're going to bring Ark Survival Evolved to the Switch. Oh, I read that too. Yep. Oh, which I, is like I don't know what that notoriously is. like a game that requires really really high like hardware. Oh, like okay. Really good hardware on a computer to run right. Hmm. Yep. So it's kind of strange to think that it's getting ported to the Switch. But who knows? It might be great. There is a game that we mentioned last week. Uh, Bad Dudes versus Dragon Ninja has been changed to Bad Dudes now, and it got delayed to next week. So oh no, you know, for for all of you Bad Dudes we people, have to wait an extra week. Yeah, no, I'm I'm getting I'm gonna play it for sure next week. It's on it's on my list. So they just got rid of the Dragon Ninja part of the name. Yeah, now it's just now it's called Johnny Turbo's Arcade Bad Dudes. But it has, <laughs> if you look at it, it has the exact same pictures that it had before on there. It just has a yeah. different name now, and it's not out. But I still get comments on my really bad playthrough of of Double Dragon that I put on YouTube. So I, I so I put a comment on there saying like, hey. Watch me play Bad Dudes next week. I'll probably be even better. So, you know, tune into the YouTube and watch me play Bad Dudes. I'll do a stream and put it on YouTube. Uh, there was one thing I forgot. Uh, did, did you see there's a Go Nintendo article saying uh, Nintendo says third-party eShop sales exceeding box retail in the U.S. It says they're prom- promising to upgrade the Switch eShop for better discoverability. So, uh, you know. They've probably heard us talking about it. Yeah, they're basically trying to revamp the eShop. So that's good. I mean, it hasn't changed since... It started, and yeah, a lot of people have been saying that. We've said it as well. It's kind of, you know, maybe you could put some categories in there, maybe throw a little song on there or something. You know, I kind of miss, uh, I, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, before we get to what we bought, but I did, I did get on the Wii shop and add some money on there, and I, you know, I got to hear that good old song on there, which, uh, hadn't heard in a while, but it's nice to hear that, that Wii shop song, and it makes me kind of miss it on the, uh, Switch with no song, you know, just like, just noises. Yeah, I guess Nintendo is acknowledging that people are selling a lot of stuff on the Switch, which they are on the eShop, and it's like, hey, maybe we should make it easier. Maybe we should make it to where you can sell even more. So I don't know what time what the time is for that, but yeah, they did say that they're going to update it. So there's that, so we can wait for that. Maybe it'll happen like right when the Wii Shop one goes down. Well, that'll be like next year, but I don't Speaking know. Speaking of the Wii Shop song, I saw a video this week of the Wii Shop song, but every 
note was Owen Wilson saying wow. And I recommend oh, no. everybody check that out. So it's like wow, 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 yep. wow, like that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Hmm. <laughs> the last one uh, with the Wii Shop theme that I saw that I really liked, and I think we might have talked about it, was uh, the Hotline Bling, the Drake song. Yeah. And it like synced oh, up yeah. perfectly to the Wii Shop theme. Yeah, that's so my, that's my I'm, favorite I'm interested one. in the Owen Wilson version, too. Yeah, that's my favorite one where it's like, uh, I, mean, it's, I mean, I don't even really know that song, but that's my favorite version of that song. Because that's the weed shop in there. Speaking of the Wii Shop, uh, what did you guys do? You guys buy anything this week? I did. What'd you, what'd you get? I broke my streak. I bought Human Fall Flat. I thought you would buy that game eventually. It is on sale, right? Yeah, that's why I bought it. Yeah, and you, it actually fit so, on your card, or did you have to delete some stuff? Uh, no, I just deleted the Kirby Star Allies demo. Oh, that yeah. Was good. <laughs> oh yeah, I got to talk about that game too. But we'll talk to, that. That's being stuff that I bought. That. What do you think? What do you think of Human Fall Flat? So far, so good. I've only played it for about half an hour. I just got it today, mm. but it's a um, you know, puzzle physics-based platformer, and kind of reminds me of Octodad. The the main character controls in a similar way, where you use the sticks to move forward, but then you have uh, the trigger buttons control his arms. Yeah, that's what I heard so, that they were similar. I haven't yes, played either of them. Controls so. very similar. I mean, do you like it? Do you like the way it controls? I like it. Yeah, it works for me. Okay. And you know, at times when the character messes up, you know, it's 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 humorous because of the physics, the way he kind of wobbles around and. You know, you never feel like, oh, I, I did it wrong or whatever. You just feel like, oh, that was funny. Yeah. You're not like, man, I want this character to fall flat. I want that human to fall flat. Is it, I mean, it's like a get from point A to point B type thing, right? Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, everything controls weird, so it's funny. Like something like that. Yeah, and it's got a good polish to it. And there's a um, some narration and everything, which is played straight, but for, for humor. Mm. And um, you know, the animation is smooth and it looks good. So I like it. So, it, but it's not like you're not like uh, trying to pretend to be something else, like Octodad or anything, right? Where <laughs> you're like, no, no, it's trying pretty, to prove it's that you're straightforward. Not a, There's yeah. no real story to it. It's yeah. just you know a puzzle game. You're not trying to like prove you're an octopus, even though you're really a person or something like that, like the other way around. Right, right. That's cool. Yeah, glad you broke that seal. Got got a, got mm-hmm. a new game, first new game of 2018. That's true. Yeah. Well, oh, really? Is that the first one? I think so. It is. It's been a long time. When did Oxen Three happen? Christmas. Yeah, because okay. that was that was his game. That was a game of 2017. So that's right. If you would have right. got it in 2018, it wouldn't have qualified to your, for your list. Is how is how I looked at it. I meant fiscal year. No. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, uh, I bu- I bought some things. Uh, like I said, so I decided. Uh, you know, like the Wii Shop is going to close soon, or, or you won't be able to add money to it. So I put fifty dollars on the Wii Shop just to do it, and uh, I ended up buying. Uh, I bought Monster World 4. That, that was just one I really wanted to get because it's really expensive to get the cartridge of it. I think that's the last Monster World game that was made that was made on whatever Genesis hardware, I think, whatever it was on. I got that. I haven't played it yet, but I got it just to get it because I was planning on getting it anyway. And I got a, I also I got Phoenix Wright, uh, the first the first one. I got Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney for $10. So 
I went I went for that because I wanted to record it, so I did get I did get get that on the eShop, on the Wii Shop. But I still have some money on there. I don't know what else what else I'm going to get. I'm probably going to get like Zombie Eight, Zombie Eight, My Neighbors, and some other shit on there. I don't know. I looked at that like a uh, read through Jeremy Parrish's list of like what's hard to get, like what you should get on there, and I was like some of them already have and some of them I don't. So I was thinking about getting Moto Heroes, but it's like fifteen dollars. It's like more expensive yeah. than I thought because that one was on my list. And if and I'm like I'm like, well, I want to get Moto Heroes and the other two Phoenix Wrights, and that'll basically wipe out the rest of my money on there because <laughs> that's thirty five dollars. So it's like I don't know, but yeah, I need. Yeah, to f- I remember when I bought Moto Heroes, it was kind of like I think I had just bought my Wii because I bought it used, and it was very late in its life cycle, um, the, the Wii itself, and uh, and that game had just come out in the eShop or yeah. whatever that like right after I bought it. So I was like, I gotta buy this new game. I don't remember what Moto Heroes is. Did you ever play the Trials games on Xbox? They were like uh, motocross, but it's side scrolling and it's a little bit like Excite Bike. Stunts. Yeah, you do stunts, but like it's crazy courses, and you have to if you fall over, you lose, and you go back to the checkpoint. Mm. But it's really fun. But uh, it's like that. But I think it's made by the same people. But it's monster trucks, and you don't lose mm. if you fall over. You just kind of like wobble until you get back up again. Mm. Is it like is it like Uniracers? Remember that game? Mm, I don't think so. Super Nintendo. That's just what I always think of when I think of two, tra- two I guess racers. the tracks of it are kind of like, I guess maybe similar with the loop-de-loops and stuff. But otherwise, I don't think so. Yeah, it's it's a cool game. We talked about it before, like our episode way, way back when we were talking about WiiWare games that we really liked that we wanted to see on Switch. Moto Heroes was on there. And it also made that that uh the WRT radio episode the indie one it's mm-hmm. on there's a song from Moto Heroes on there as well, so I wanted I wanted to pl- I wanted to get it so it's I'll probably have to put more money on there eventually but those were the two Wii Shop games that I got but I also got uh I got Arrow Fighters three just because I wanted something to play for like new Switch Thursday for my stream on Twitch and uh, Arrow Fighters three is like a top down shoot 'em up game. But there's like ten different characters in there, and they all have different abilities, so it's pretty fun to play. That's a it's a Neo Geo game. It's a Neo Geo game, yeah. So I played that, and I played through most of them. But they all do weird things, like some of them turn into giant robots for like their special move, or some of them drop bombs, or another one like one of them like dr- like uses a nesting doll to move around and kill everything. But if you like like super over the top, uh, you know, top down shooters, it's a it's a fun game to play. So I did I did a stream of that and played that for a while. I thought it was I thought it was a cool game for eight bucks, like. I mean, it's an arcade. You can play through it, but every different character you play as, they all have different stories, and you can actually play as a dolphin. There's a dolphin there called Spanky, which is the first one I played as, which is kind of hilarious. So <laughs> if you want to see uh, a talking dolphin in there, you can totally do it. But yeah, yeah no, I, I got that one, and of course I got Kirby, which I preloaded, but it's uh, you know, it, it got out, and I actually got to play it. So I um, I played I played through it. It's like a, it's like six hours, probably about uh. I feel like that game's really made to be a multiplayer game more than anything else. I feel like that's why it's shorter. And I only played it single player, but I did have fun with it. But there is like once you beat the single player, you get like you get like a harder modes that you can do. And I think it's like meant to just go through multiple times with your friends and stuff like that. I kind of really wish it had a mul- kind of really wish it had an online mode. I don't know why it doesn't have that. Like that seems like a really strange thing for this day and age, especially for a game that's meant to be played with like four people. It's so weird that they didn't put some sort of online connectivity on there, you know? That's that's like something I thought was really missing in it. But the game was fun to play. Like as as most Kirby games, like the last boss is like super crazy and all that and you're doing there's a lot of like shoot shooting mechanic stuff and there's some strange things in the last boss that you do where it's all like super over the top. It actually kinda reminded me a lot of the uh boss from Tatsunoku versus Capcom, which is a uh, this like weird ball that weird ball from Okami is basically what you fight. 
it kind of reminded me of that, like the ball that has a hand that comes out of it and it mm-hmm. like forms into different things. It's, it was kind of like that, but yeah, no, the game's a lot of fun to play. I, I had a good time with it. It's shorter. It's shorter than I expected, but you know, I'll go through it again. I really want to play it multiplayer, and I haven't gotten to do that yet. But I like, uh, I like all the like team mechanics that you can do, and it made me really, really wish that they would make a Kirby RPG because like. If they basically took all the stuff they had in there and made it into an RPG, it could be really, really cool. You know, because you can, like, uh, power up your weapons with different elementals and stuff like that. It'd be really cool if you would, you know, they made it that into a turn-based thing, and you could use, like, the pop stars, like your airship, and fly around. Like, I would totally play that game. They should have those, uh, have the dudes who did uh, Mario plus Rabbids do, like, a Kirby plus Rabbids or something and make it, like, a full-on turn-based RPG. I'd play the shit out of that game. But that's what I was, that was You're trying to invent a game that I would just never play at all, aren't you? <laughs> hey, man, those are my favorite games, so uh, <laughs> I'm catering to me here. I mean, I'm the, I'm the only one that played the game, so this is what I thought about it. I wasn't like, I was like, man, what could they do in this game to make John like it? Oh, uh, make it like uh, Streets of Rage or something. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, it just reminds me. I play Kirby Streets of Rage, yeah. yeah. You got me there. Well, because, like, a lot of the bosses, like, if you, some of them, and I did die. Like, I ended up with, like, 100-some lives, but I did die, like, probably like, 10 or 15 times in the game. Maybe not that much. Maybe, like, 10. But uh, <laughs> but there but there were ones where you needed to use certain elementals against different bosses, and I was like, man, this would be a really cool RPG, where it's like, I gotta, like, you know, use, like, a wind enchantment and all my, on my, on my weapons before I fight this guy. Like, I, you know, that's what I was thinking. I was like, wow, this would be cool. They do that. If, so Nintendo, if you're listening, get to work on that. Get to work on that Kirby RPG game. That sounds like much a much better idea than idea than those Sonic RPGs that came out. I know they didn't make those, but that was like one of the worst ideas of all time. It's like, what's he going to do? Just roll into people? He can't really. He doesn't have any moves. You know, I don't know. I never played Sonic RPG on DS. Maybe it's good. But uh, yeah, that's my that's my games for the week. I think I haven't pre purchased purchased Detective Pikachu yet, but I'm going to because I'm planning on playing it tomorrow night. Are you going to get the Amiibo? Uh, the Amiibo is like forty dollars, so probably not. Yeah, uh, it's it's well, it's thirty. Yeah, well, still, that's a lot for an Amiibo. I really don't, you know, I really don't buy Amiibos. Like, I haven't really like sought out them unless I just kind of finally ra- like randomly find one at Target. I'll buy one. I mean, the I lot- started opening mine, and I even gave one of mine away recently. Oh, you departed with one. Who did you let go? It was one. It was one of my Yoshi's. I had three. Oh, okay. I had each, each of the color Yoshi's. Yeah, you had. Do you? Are you sad? Do you miss your Yoshi children? I gave away the blue Yoshi. Oh, that, it's okay. That's I think o- he's in a better place. Okay, that's the only one I had was a blue Yoshi. So I, I didn't get the red and the. I still the have a green and pink one, so I'm okay. Yeah, as long as you still have pink Yoshi, since he. Oh, uh, pink Yoshi's not leaving me. Yeah, since a uh, pink Yoshi is the star of a uh, pink Yoshi and the Clown Wizards, that that uh, epic level from a uh, Mario Maker. Best game I ever made. Yeah, we. It's too bad we forgot to play that in our drunk stream that I haven't posted yet of uh, Mario Maker, which I'll post at some point. But yeah, no, I'm I'm planning on getting the Pika- Detective Pikachu game. I'm pretty excited about it. I don't really know anything about it, and that's cool. I kind of want to go into it not knowing anything, so it'll be fun. Uh, I just know Danny DeVito does the voice of Pikachu. <laughs> yeah, no, it's somebody who wants to sound like him does. I feel like I'm forgetting something, but if I did, then I don't know if I I'll mentioned it out later by anything in case no one heard. But uh, I've just been playing Geist, still playing Geist. I like it. Um, I said tactical healthcare professional because like there's a point in the game where you're a nurse and you put on a bunch of armor. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw the part that you found uh, Samus's armor in, yep, in the locker I found room. The Easter eggs. Yeah, because I do. I do remember that too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because I remember there was something about Samus in the locker room, and but then I saw it, I was like, oh yeah, no, it's like a helmet and like a shirt, and yep. yeah, so and that's funny because like Metroid Prime had already come out, I think, 
when that launched. So when when that when guys came pretty, out, so pretty pretty like, risque scene, which you can see in my playthrough. But uh, you the, like go the, into the, shower like, the locker room and yeah. people are showering and it feels a little weird. Yeah, and it, it got a partial nudity uh, thing on the rating, so there was a. It's not like it's funny because like the uh, you know the game Outlast said partial nudity on it too, but that's like full frontal. Like they didn't really yeah. warn you for that. <laughs> it wasn't like it wasn't like Dick stopping the stopping the hallway. You can't come through. Look out for Dick. On the warning box, Punch you say full frontal dongage. Yeah, nope. it's, it's just Dick. I don't know. I, I buy everything digital, so I don't know. I don't know what boxes. Okay. I don't know what boxes say. I don't know these boxes that you talk about. I've never seen them. Anyway, it was just his belly button. <laughs> he's he's got to have some surgery on that. Do you guys want to take a break and we'll get to get to sleuthing? Sounds good. All right. Be right back. Burp. Do you guys want to talk about some uh, detective style games? Well, how'd you figure that out? Take that! Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, since uh, so Detective Pikachu is coming out this Friday. Um, you know, I, when I get excited, somewhat excited about a game, if you haven't figured it out from the show, I like to play stuff. You know, like if there's a new Metroid coming out, I'll play like some old Metroid Prime or like Super Metroid or whatever. Or like with Kirby, I played like a whole lot of old Kirby games for when Kirby came out. But this week I've been playing some uh, detective e games, I guess, and uh, I figured we could we could talk about some like a couple of our favorite detective games, you know, just to, in in celebration of Detective Pikachu and all that. So, uh, do you want me to start, or who wants to start? How about I start since I'm not I don't really have a whole lot to talk about. Um, okay, Good I would just get, I originally wanted to talk about nine nine nine, but I hadn't played much of it, and I can't find it. Um, I oh, no. tore my whole house apart looking for it. I had it. When I went to Portland in October, and that's the last time I saw it. I can't find it. So, Did you try but, looking behind nine doors? <laughs> <laughs> I only have six doors in my house, so maybe, oh, I need, uh, maybe I need to add more doors. I think there's some sort of big puzzle about it. Yeah, I think you need to, like, I don't know what you do in those games. You have to, like, uh, do some es- escape room tactics or figure out who the culprit is in this uh, situation. I, or, I think I it know. starts out with nine people, too. I think that's part of it, yes. if I remember correctly. So, uh the eight people that you know, one of them probably has it. Is what you right. need to go around and talk to eight people about it. I'm just gonna go knock on nine doors in my neighborhood, <laughs> and w- one person is bound to have it. But anyway, so I I decided I'd talk about Professor Layton a little bit, and mostly just my nostalgia for it and why I think it's a great game. It's a I wouldn't really call it a, a sleuthing game, but Professor Layton does kind of come across as you know he's solving mysteries by by solving puzzles and yeah he's like a, there's always plot twists and stuff in the Professor Layton game so it's got kind of a Sherlock Holmes mm, feel yeah. to it um, but yeah he's a British gentleman these games uh, came out for the DS originally um, in 2007 well the first one was released I get them all mixed up because I played them after the fact uh, the Curious Village um, I played the first three of these on DS kind of out of order because my roommate at the time bought them and he had just purchased the DSI XL or whichever, whichever was the first XL. Was there just a DS 
Light XL first. I thought there or was, was. A, always the DSI XL was the first one. I thought there was a DSXL, but I don't know because I never had one. Okay, he must have had the then. I think he had the DSI XL, but it was just like I remember being floored by those screens at the time. They were huge and bright, and uh, you know, originally kind of marketed to be for people that needed to see better. Old folks, yeah, right. <laughs> they actually ended up being like really great for everybody. And now we see that continued in the uh, the 3DS family, but. Yeah, that was a big reason I played these games because I just liked looking at that screen so much. And uh, they have really charming music. The music's super calming. In fact, the whole games usually the games are pretty relaxing, and you can kind of take your time. But you're just presented with a lot of touchscreen puzzles, and they they vary greatly in what they are. But yeah, it's a lot. I, of- <laughs> I highly recommend trying it out. Uh, I mean, it's a game, but it's almost not a game in a sense. It's, it's like reading like a, a good book a novel. or something. Uh huh. Because there's novel. a decent story. There's really nice animation, um, animated cutscenes, and uh, the animation kind of blew me away when I first saw that. I was amazed that this was a video game and uh, that they'd put that much work into the animation. It really looked like a, a, a Studio Ghibli movie or something. Mm-hmm. It yeah. does kind of have that feel um, in that yeah, in the animation. Um, it's really smooth and like it seems like the frame rate's really nice for being like a compressed video on a. A DS uh, game, but uh, so I've never actually played a Professor Layton, Professor Layton game, so I know there's like a mind puzzle type stuff that you try to figure out. But is there any sort of like crime solving or anything after that? Like, do you find clues that you use to like find crooks or whatever? Like, how does the story normally go? It's kind of like uh, yeah, when John and I said it, it was kind of like reading a book um, because there's like an overarching narrative, but I would say it's pretty linear. Okay. And so you're just essentially you're progressing through the game by point and click and uh you'll get to certain like spots where you have to co- have a certain amount of I think they call them pickerets or maybe that's something I don't know. You I think that's what they're called pickerets and they're the the basically the points you get for solving puzzles and you get different amounts if you finish them quickly or you don't make any mistakes. Um and then you'll come to like basically like blockades in the game where you have to have a certain number to get to the next point. So hmm. And then it just keeps progressing in kind of a uh, linear way, but you can go back to different areas, you know, whenever you want to to case them out for extra puzzles and or maybe go back and try to improve your time and other puzzles. So it's always accessible, like, to go... You can always go backwards, I think, up until the final level, I think, might not allow you to go back until you finish it. And there's... um, Wasn't there DLC for it, or was that later? Because like, I thought some of those had free DLC, right? Or was that the 3DS ones? Oh, yeah, it was through the... Uh, yeah, it was, I think it was through, like, uh, yeah, if you just had it connected, it would just, like, automatically download. Yeah, you would download, like, puzzles. new puzzles and stuff to use. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I, I know you said that it's a book, that it's, like, a reading a book, but overall, does, like, the character, like, is like what is Professor Layton look, looking for? Like, what is the story in there that you're reading? Like, is he searching for, like, a crook, or did, like, something happen, or is he trying to figure out some sort of a thing, or is he, like, what is he progressing towards? Like, what is the goal of the story? It's different for each one. So, like, in the first one, you're, like, Professor Layton gets invited somewhere where, like, this rich dude just died, but they can't figure out what's going on with his will. There's some, like, he says that he's hidden a golden apple, and whoever finds it, you know, gets his whole fortune because he doesn't have any heirs. You know, so it's sort of, like, Layton's there to help solve why. Not necessarily to make the money, but he's there to, like, I guess, yeah, I guess there's, like, people are kind of stabbing each other in the back. Maybe not literally, but trying to get to the apple first. So things kind of evolve as you go. But that's the, that's it. Like, you're trying to figure out what's going on with this old guy. 
Oh, okay. This dead, di- this dead dude, and what the mystery of his little napple was. So it, it does have a very like detective-y kind of thing because you're interviewing people and they're kind of telling you where to go next and and stuff. So and then like each each game has its own narrative, but it's always like there's some mystery that's presented at the beginning, and the whole game unwinds with you trying to figure that out. Yeah, it's kind of like a whodunit, right? Like that yeah. type of sort of concern. And there's thing. almost always like a, a twist at the end, like you know. I think I think by the third game, I sort of was able to call the twist if i remember correctly because i knew it was going to be not what i thought or maybe even the double the double blind where it is what i thought because i thought it wasn't going to be what i thought yeah yeah you gotta like outthink it or like i think that there'll be an extra twist or something like that yeah never i never played i don't think there's any point where you're actually you know like pointing at someone and being like you're guilty or whatever (laughs) well yeah but i mean i think it just it just unwinds in a in a uh pretty linear way the story kind of unfolds yeah. but but he's like looking he's looking for clues and stuff right like the actual professor yeah. is like in the story he's yeah. trying to find and probably whatever puzzle you're doing like when you finish that that brings you to another thing or something right and that's like part of the progression yeah and then you like go to different areas depending on like so i think the first one takes place in london or whatever it takes place in that in around england and i think okay and i also think it takes place in like the early part of the 20th century you know, so it's kind of like got a cool, I wouldn't call it steampunk, but it's got, oh, maybe like Victorian almost. That'd probably be a better description, like a Victorian style to it. A lot of steam engines and like all the cars are old. And mm-hmm. um, Professor Layton is very uh, concerned with being a gentleman. So he's always really polite and really calm no matter what's happening. And uh, he's got his uh, understudy or whatever you call him, his apprentice, Luke, which is a little boy that's with him in every game. And he's just kind of like instructing Luke and how to be like a gentleman over in the course of also teaching him how to like solve mysteries and stuff. Mm-hmm. Didn't he have like a kid too later? Or doesn't he even have a daughter that takes over for him like in the later 3DS releases? Yeah, Catriel. Yeah, and there's also like a there's a Phoenix Wright crossover, right? Like where they're there's, the same game. I'd like to play yeah. that. That'd be interesting. And it's been a, there's a latent there's a latent game on iOS, I guess. I didn't know that, but mm. it might be a port. Yeah, Mystery might... Room. I was gonna say it might be a port of one of the DSs too, because because uh, those first the the Phoenix Wright trilogy was on was on iPhone also. That's actually the first time I played it was on iPhone. But I haven't played these games for a while. That's why I, I mean I sound a little rusty here. I played through them though, and I and I was very fixated on them when I did because it was just a lot of fun and it was you know whatever's going on in my life at the time. Like I knew I could play the latent game and just kind of relax and mm-hmm. collect myself. So I'm sure it was also contextual to what was happening in my life at the time but i just these games were a really nice way to unwind which i keep saying that because i'm making a little unwound future joke but uh, are you uh third one <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say were, were you having some sort of crazy uh puzzle you had to solve in your life and that's why it was contextually the same you're like i don't know where uh who who stole this yeah there me. was this will i discovered and i was looking for a it was actually a crystal apple so it wasn't quite the same but <laughs> oh that, that, but it was harder to see so that because it's clear. Yeah, and you made it really difficult. <laughs> and you shouldn't eat it. It'll take your teeth out. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I highly recommend any of these uh any of these because as far as I can tell, they were all really kind of the same format and just a different story, but mm. it was still enjoyable. It's like reading, you know, a graphic novel or watching like an, an anime. You still have to do the puzzles though, right? And I you're mean, solving puzzles the, as you go. Yeah, yeah, that's where the difficulty comes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, a lot of people like them. They've made a lot of them, so it's, it's obviously popular. I know Jess said that she was really into them, but I, I've never actually played one. But there's like, uh, 
if you're not able, I guess if you can't go back to an area, uh, I mentioned Granny Riddleton at the beginning. She shows up in like random spots throughout the different levels and she kind of like captures the puzzles you haven't completed so you can just try to solve all of them there. So it's kind of, you know, just like a menu of everything you've not completed. Mm. But, and, but you know, you have to find the puzzles. So if you don't encounter them, then they won't show up there. You have to go and find them. So I think you can actually miss out on some of them if you can't go back. Oh, okay. So so there's like some replayability. How how long yeah, is it really? Absolutely. Is it probably like uh what do you think it is like to complete like 10-15 hours? Yep, I would say 10 to 15 hours for each yeah, one. Yeah, it probably depends on how how diff- you know how long it takes you to figure out the puzzle too, depending on Right, if you're just trying to get through it. Um if you wanted to get every puzzle and solve every puzzle and obsess over your high scores, then it could have mm-hmm. hundreds of hours maybe even. Sure. I don't know if I could stick to it that long, but Yeah. Some people might. Yeah, I'm wondering. Like I said, I don't know anything about about Detective Pikachu, so I don't know how the actual game part of it is because all I've seen is cutscenes. So I'm really interested to see like where the actual playing happens. But I'm hoping it's like kind of like uh, some of the other games that we're going to talk about on here. But uh, is there anything else you want to say about Professor Layton? Uh, no, I play mm. try it out. Uh, supposedly, uh, Akira Hino, the creator, he's a creator. Akira Hino, he was influenced by Phoenix Wright. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's part of his influence of how he like laid the game out. And uh, what was the release? I'll, I'll add this. I think Leighton would make a great fighter in Brawl. <laughs> really? Like, what, what would he do? Throw puzzles at people? He would throw puzzles at them. They'd have to solve the puzzle before they could get, like, unstuck yeah. or whatever. Oh, they could like, destroy it. If the character froze <laughs> and you have to, like, solve this puzzle, whatever, then break free. That'd be pretty cool. That's... It just doesn't seem very gentlemanly to have a brawl <laughs> with a bunch of Nintendo characters. Yeah, since he's all about being a gentleman. Well, you know, like, Phoenix Wright was in one of the Marvel vs. Capcom games. And I think all he really did was, like, trip, like, fall down and hit people, like, with his shoulders. Like, it was really yeah. bad. Like, he, he wasn't, like, an actual good fighter. You know, I think he was in, like, I think he was, like, an ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom or something. So, mm. it, it's, you know, Layton could show up in one of these. You never know. But yeah, that 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 puzzle thing, like like throwing a puzzle on somebody, have them figure it out. That's just that'd be too hard, man. You'd be dead in like two seconds, and be like, "Well, I got to yeah. put this." And then, oh no, I'm I off, would want to make I'm sure my controller, controller was wired in because I wouldn't want lag during the puzzles. Yeah, yeah, like, I got to find this thing. It's like, oh no, I already got knocked off the stage because I can't move. You know, <laughs> that's basically what would happen. What would happen there? Yeah. Uh, did you uh, did you have any other games you want to talk about? I thought I'd talk about Deja Vu, but I feel like I have already. You have, but I think I really want you to do a playthrough of, of Deja Vu. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice joke. But you have actually talked about Deja John, Vu. John gave me that joke. I still let it go. Oh, but yeah. I have. I have. And I want to uh, I want to, I want to, uh, record myself doing a speed run of it. I haven't set it up yet, but that's one of my goals for the next couple of weeks, just to see how fast I can beat it and see if I can capture it on video. Because I think you can beat it in under 20 minutes if you know what you're doing. Yeah. It's probably, like I said, it's probably like a Stargate or Stargate, Shadowgate. <laughs> you can yeah. you can be Shadowgate in like half hour if you know where to go. You know, it's funny because my friend Aaron, like, uh, I remember I bought the Shadowgate game for Game Boy Color. I'm sure I mentioned this in our episode, but this is like that episode was like two years ago, so you hear it again. That he, uh, my friend Aaron, like, played a lot of Shadowgate when he was a kid, and I bought the uh, I bought the Game Boy Color version, and I remember him like being like, oh man, like you know, I remember that, and and he played it, and he played through it in like 20 minutes, and he's like. He's like, this game took me two years to get through because, you know, there was no internet and he couldn't find, like, where everything was. And he's like, now you can go through it in 20 minutes. But he said it took me two years of, like, trying to figure out where, like, one thing goes to another or whatever, you know. That's the way those games would work, you know, where you get stuck. You just got to – you're just stuck forever until you figure it out. That's it. Yeah. 
I kind of miss those days. I mean, I guess there's some newer games where they're trying to do like that. There's some like randomly generated games where like there was some there was some game that I saw announced. It's for like it's like Nintendo, but whatever. That We Happy Few. Do you remember that game? You ever seen that? That was supposed to be like yeah. a. It's a game where like you're. I, I liked it's like all dystopian. You're in the future. You're on these antidepressants that make you think everything's happy, but it really isn't. Like everything sucks and everybody's oh, wow. dying and all that stuff. But all but they said all the levels would be completely randomly generated. So there's like no way for you to find to look up like the way to get through a level because everybody's level would be different. So I thought that was cool. Hopefully that'll get to switch eventually. And I don't think it ever got released. And I think I saw it at E3 like five years ago. So I don't know. But, uh, you know, for that. But, uh, yeah, no, Deja Vu, like, uh, yeah, you should definitely do a playthrough of that. I mean, I remember we talked about it. I think there's, you don't, you like stick a person in a trunk at some point. I remember you saying that it was pretty, uh, that it was pretty violent, like what happened in Deja Vu. Yeah. Stuff where you it's punch like, a lady at one point. That's yeah, yeah. the hardest part. Yeah, yeah. You have that. to to progress. You gotta, you gotta, yeah, you gotta have some, uh, gotta punch a lady. That's pretty rough for, uh, mm-hmm. but you have the, do you have the Game Boy Advance version or, or the Game Boy Color version or do you have the NES? Or do you have both? I, I just have the NES version. I didn't ever buy the Game Boy versions. They're actually kind of pricey. Or, you know, for Game Boy games, I'd oh, say. okay. Like yeah. 30 to $40. For sure. Well, uh, on the subject of, of Phoenix, do you want to get into uh, Phoenix, right? Yeah, let's hear, sure. let's hear about Phoenix. Take that! <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, I picked up Phoenix, right? I actually have a, I played Phoenix, right, before. I actually played it on my iPhone the first time. Because I think it had like a... I think it was a freemium or I paid something for it. I don't remember. But I remember I played... Yeah, I have that same one. You, you played it too? Yeah. And I remember the story yeah. being really good, but I kind of... But I played it like so long ago that I couldn't remember remember all of it. So I was like, you know what? I'll I'll play it and record it and put it on YouTube and all that. So I played through like the first two cases on Phoenix Wright. And uh, those games are a lot of fun. Like I remember, I remember Jeremy talking about, like you said that you wanted to play them at some point. Or I know you'd mentioned it before. Um, you should get the, get the Wii one or get the $10 one, you know. Or the iPhone one or whatever. You should give it a try because it's super charming and like there's a lot of like fun punny stuff in those games. Like the very first guy you interview is called Mr. Saw It, which I think is hilarious. Like S A H W I T. So they do jokes like that, you know, with the different characters' names being different thing. And there's a girl you you interview called April May, which I think is I think is funny. <laughs> so like it's all like you know they they do cool stuff and there's like this bellboy. That you see that's always carrying a tea set, and they make jokes about why you why you always have the tea set and stuff like that because it's the same sprite that's used in everything. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely a game that like knows it's a game and it likes to kind of poke fun at itself and all that. And of course, Phoenix Wright, like his last name is Wright, so sometimes they call him Mister Wrong and stuff like that. But it's cool. It's like basically it reminds it actually kind of reminds me a lot of uh, L.A. Noir, which I thought we should we could talk about that too because Jeremy <laughs> and I both played that game. But I think Phoenix Phoenix Wright is better. Well, Phoenix Wright like came out in like 2001. Like it was originally in a Game Boy Advance game in Japan that didn't come out here, and then it was re-released. Then it was released on DS later, so it's pretty old. The um, I was saying the main the main director, Shu Shu Takumi, he worked with um he worked with Shinji Mikami on Dino Crisis like back in '97. So he's been on Capcom for a while, but uh, before he got around to doing Ace Attorney, but. There's a bunch of those, you know, that even went like 3D and met Layton and all that stuff. But it just what reminds me of what what is similar between that and L.A. Noir is just like you basically have to go through what people are saying and you have to find like the, the cracks in their testimonies. And, you know, you can either basically press the guy or you can object basically one or the other. And, you know, as you press, you might get more information. But what I think is cool about, about uh, Phoenix Wright is you can only object like maybe five times and then you get a game over. That's like on the opposite side on L.A. Noir, 
it kind of pissed me off because of, if you couldn't figure out how to like read the person, they would end up just running from you and then you can chase them and arrest them. Like that was what always pissed me off. Cause it's like, it's like, there's not, I mean, I understand you're trying to like make everything more realistic now or whatever, but it's dumb. Like it's like, like no matter what you win, like there's no way to not win in that <laughs> when you're, uh, you know, when you're interviewing people, I feel like whoever it was that made LNUR like looked at Phoenix, right. And was like, man, this game's really good. We should take this game and like modernize it and make it shitty. <laughs> what they're trying to do. I don't know. I, I'm sure I've seen JD, but I feel like to me in my game experience, most of the time when they want to modernize something, they make it. That means make it shitty. You know. <laughs> I don't know. I but, was never a big fan of La Noire. I never finished it. Um, I finished it, and I'm not a big fan of it either. So it has great <laughs> facial animation. I'll say that. I mean, it's I mean, it does. Yeah, that's Valley what is material, it? but it yeah, looks yeah. pretty good. I mean, that's that was his big claim to fame was the facial expression, uh-huh. but it was no way as fun to play as uh, Phoenix Wright. And plus, at the same time, it's trying to be like Grand Theft Auto too, but not doing that well either. It just has a world you can drive through, but nothing really, nothing really happens in the world. It's not really like mm-hmm. a living, breathing world or anything like that. I just remember when that was coming out, and people looking at the facial animation, going, "Wow, I can't wait till that's in Grand Theft Auto," and like yeah. sidestepping <laughs> La yeah. Noir entirely. So, yeah, it was just kind of like a preview of what was to come. Well, I see how people are chomping at the bit for yeah. a, a, a uh, Grand Theft Auto game at that point. Well, it'll, it'll I was going to say, if you want to play a pretty decent spin on uh, the Phoenix Wright games, the Harvey Birdman game for Wii is a pretty oh, funny I want, knockoff of those. You know what? I was actually gonna I was gonna try to play that for this week, but I couldn't find it at the. I went to a couple of used places, used game places. I couldn't find it. It's only like five bucks. It's like super cheap. And I want to see it's if cheap. I can. I want to see if I could if find like it the- and play it for the week, but I wasn't able to. And if I ordered it, I wouldn't have got it before before we did the show, so I didn't bother ordering it. But I did look for it. I did actually look for Harvey Birdman, but I was I wasn't able to find it unfortunately. And it's I like it Phoenix Wright. I forget if I still have it or not. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. It's the exact same gameplay. Yeah, where you got to copy pasted Harvey Birdman onto yeah. it. Which, if you like Harvey Birdman, you know that's good for you. It's it's funny. It has the same sense of humor. And Doesn't all have- the actors from the show? Yeah, I was gonna know, say it has the actors voices too, right? on it. Yeah, I heard it's yep. I heard it's good. Like I mean, and I was like, man, it's cheap. I'm like, I, I was just trying to see if I could find it in a pinch, but I was I wasn't able to find it. But yeah, it was. Like, but that one was on my list. I was like, I want to play that. But uh, yeah, but that's I, another one of those where I mean, it, it looks like the exact animation from the show. Like if you're someone walks in the room, they'd think you were watching the TV show, not playing the game. So it looks good. Yeah. Sounds good. It's funny. Yeah, I'd like to play that one. Maybe I mean, I'll be I'll be on the lookout lookout for it at MGC. Maybe I can find it there for cheap. The Phoenix Wright was a lot of fun. Like, I want to play through the rest of it. Because I only got, I think as far as I got was to the uh, Japanese TV show. Do you remember that? Where you, like, r- there's like an actor guy, somebody gets killed on set. It's like a Japanese drama. Like, that's the one I remember just because it, like, stuck out so much. Because it was like a samurai TV show or something like that. And I remember that's as far as I got. But, yeah, it's cool. Like, there's a, you know, there's like a, there's like some, uh, what do you call it? Uh, there's like supernatural stuff to it as well. Like you, like one of your assistants is like a medium that can talk to spirits and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's definitely, you know, what I love about Phoenix Wright is it like it it doesn't ever try to be like realistic. It knows it's a game and it has fun with being a game. And those are the games that I like, you know, the ones where you can actually have like stuff that wouldn't necessarily happen in real life, and that's what makes it fun. But the animation so it kind of breaks the fourth wall a little bit, or is it just self-aware without breaking the fourth wall? Well, it doesn't really like talk directly to you. Or necessarily say that it's a game, but but there are like meta jokes in there, I guess. Like the guy named Saw It and like different, you mm-hmm. know, there's names based off of what the characters are in the game. So it's kind of like, 
It's like a meta, meta thing, you know, it's like a meta comedy, whatever. And there's a little clue to their name, or is it irrelevant? Well, it'll just be, like I said, like that saw it guy. He was like the... Uh, he's the guy that saw something. Yeah. Well, he's the guy who's confessing that he saw something. But he ended up, you know, he was the murderer. But but it's like, it's the very first case. It's not spoilers. But actually, a lot of them, the very beginning of it, it shows you who kills the person. Like in an animation. So you know who kills them at the very beginning. You just have to be able to work through the dialogue. And that last one that I was doing, it's only the second case, but... It would like had me on the it had me on the ropes for a second because that guy just kept like coming up with stuff for excuses and I'm like they're giving this guy way too much <laughs> you know they should not be giving him this much leeway because it's like it's like oh I saw this broken light on the ground I'm like well it's broken so you couldn't have seen it and he's like well I was there the day before and they're like well no he was there the other day before it's like everything he says they're like oh yeah no that's right and you had to every time you thought you found it you'd say another thing and it'd take you back but it's a lot of fun to play. There's not really any, like, uh, moving around. You kind of just, like, examine areas, and it's mostly, like, breaking down what people say and, like, looking at clues. And you have to find one thing to present to another person to go to another thing. It's kind of like an interactive book, like what you guys are saying with Leighton. But the uh, but the fun of it is, like, you know, finding the clues that will, like, move the story on and all that. You know, I feel like that's what's cool. And hopefully Pikachu's like that, too, you know. So if it's if it's anything like Phoenix Wright, like with a weird Pokemon spin to it, I think it'll I think it'll be awesome. Like I said, I've been like completely keeping myself spoiler free. Like I know absolutely nothing about it aside from what Nintendo showed me, which is just cutscenes. So I don't know how it plays at all. But how strange if it's a, a Pokemon themed spinoff featuring a Pokemon that's nothing like the Pokemon that he normally is. I don't know. That's that's <laughs> super meta, man. Yeah, right. I don't know if all the other Pokemon in this Pokemon world are also different. I mean, they don't yeah, say maybe that. Maybe they're all like yeah. hyper realistic. I mean, may- maybe they all have jobs too. <laughs> maybe there's like. I guess a- the whole point is Pikachu's trying to figure out what the fuck happened to him to make him a grouchy old man. Yeah. <laughs> maybe there's like a Mr. Mime judge or something like that. Like if you go to court, like there's. There's all different Pokemon playing different things. <laughs> do you have a Do you have a game to talk about about the detective stuff, John? Yes, I want to talk about this game. Probably one of the very first video games I ever played. Certainly one of the first computer games I ever played was a game called Time to Die, um, which came out copyright date says 1985. So I probably would have played it right around then, or maybe 85, 86 when mm-hmm. I first played it. But it's this graphical text adventure game. Might have some people who are too young listening to know what. what that kind of game is. Wait, right? so there's text. Hold it. What? <laughs> what is a tactical text, or what is a graphical text adventure? Like I've heard of text, text adventures, adventure. but this has pictures so, too. Is what you're saying? It was so, the first GTA. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. The first GTA. Exactly. <laughs> it, was, it was the Dark Souls so, of the '80s. No, so there was the text adventure games like Zork. Um, you know, it's just yeah, purely text, and that's it. Sort of the next step up. Um, was they had some graphics to it. So this game had some graphics to it. Very basic, like mm-hmm. one um, sort of like almost static shots. There's a little bit of animation to it, but very minimal animation. And you controlled the game entirely by typing. And the story of the game, I don't even remember the specific story, but you were a detective. And it was like a you know classic mob movie kind of feel to it. And uh, you'd start out behind your desk with your shoes up on your desk, and you'd say... You know, examine room and it would tell you oh there's a water fountain over here there's a window over here and there's the desk here right and you'd say examine desk and you look through your desk for different uh, files and whatever you just had to look at things and, and take guesses and type things and more often than not the game would say i don't understand what you're saying yeah that kind of thing 
Is yep. have you played like any of like the Maniac Mansion or like any of those games where there's like a didn't they have like a noun wheel or a verb wheel or something where like you can only use certain ones so so there's not as much of that uh I don't understand what you're saying stuff. I feel like it got yeah. to a point where it would show you like which ones you could use or whatever. Yeah, that game um Time to Die, it would also it, it would have on the right hand side there was a couple of different uh suggested words. But oh, you okay. could also type things that weren't in that list too. Yeah. Oh. You could say like so. There was more than just that. You yep. could say like "fuck were you" those, or "kill were those yourself." Were words or always the same from level to level, or did they change? The ones that were on remember. the screen, you don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah. Most likely, it was just the same graphic for the whole. So this was like, what? What system did you play this on? This is computer. This is probably, on right? PC. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sounds like PC. Mm-hmm. Like an IBM compatible or whatever they called it back then. Right. Right. So the game was called Time to Die, and it was also known as uh, Borrowed Time. Which I don't understand why it came out under two names, but it did. <laughs> well, it yeah. was a. Do you think it was a regional thing, or do you think eh, maybe, maybe so? A I mean, publisher maybe... bought it and just put it, gave it a different name. The different versions I've seen were all published by Interplay. Oh, I don't Cl- know why they did Clay Fighter, right? They did Clay Fighter. Okay, I was like Interplay. That's exactly that jumped in my head. Right Clay Fighter and Time to Die were their two claims to fame. I think <laughs> I thought Interplay worked on or. I thought they were in the credits of uh, Earthworm Jim also. Like, I remember seeing it on the mm-hmm. Earthworm Jim games. They were. Maybe they had two names so, like, people would get confused. Or or you could be like, hey, man, that Time to Die song game sucks. And they're like, well, have you played Bower of Time? And they're like, oh, well, that one's okay. It's just to, it's just <laughs> just to confuse people. Down. Yeah. <laughs> be like, well, stop getting that Time to Die. Well, get get Borrow Time instead. All right, cool. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> knows they're different games, you know. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'd recommend it. I actually I tracked it down. It was hard for me to find. First of all, I forgot the name of it for the longest time and it was just it took me like really really thinking hard for like a, a good afternoon and researching trying to figure out what the game was and then i came across borrowed time and i was like that that's not it though like i i found it but i didn't realize that was actually the game that i was looking mm-hmm. at because i knew the game was i i'd remembered at some point the game was called time to die and that's what i was looking for but anyway i tracked it down i was able to download it and play it uh on an emulator and yeah it's, it's pretty good it holds up so like you played it. I'd recommend you, it if you find it. You played it now, like recently. About um, four years ago. Oh, okay. Yep. I was gonna say, what did you play it on? Like, did you find it on iPhone or something? There's an emulator called, I think it's called DOSBox. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was able to play it on there. Yeah. And that's through PC, or do you use that through a Mac? Or I played it on Mac. You can probably okay. yeah, you can probably use it on whatever. I always wondered like whether it be how there'd be ways to play like older uh, computer games because I know there's like good old games and stuff like that, but they don't have everything on there. Well, you need like so. I I was trying to find this game online because I when uh, John was talking about in the chat window, it seemed really cool. Like I wanted to, so I like looked it up and I found um, there's a site that allows you to stream it to play it, but um, it's it runs like crazy fast. Yeah, which I had the same problem when I when I downloaded it just because. You know, modern computers compared to 1986 computers, a little bit faster, I guess. Are you saying it um, runs like it too plays fast? Like it's sped up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, like you yeah. don't have time to read it or whatever. Like, it doesn't. No, it's like the actual animations they play out in super fast, fast motion. Oh wow. Yeah. 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 If um, you ever like played an emulator and you could like control the speed of it, it's like if you just kept turning it up really, really fast. Yeah, but yeah. if you yeah. if you're playing through an emulator, you can slow it down then too, though, right? Uh, that's true. I wonder. I wonder. If that I think I did work. do that. Actually, I think I was able to correct it somehow through the emulator. You could try to but, like tweak it to. Uh, good to call, the- man. Maybe I. Maybe I need to try that. Well, what stuck with me about that game 
you know, I played it first when I was maybe five or six years old. And uh, what stuck stuck with me was that that was the first game I can remember where characters were like looking right at me. Um, it it might have been the first game I played that had a first person perspective. They can see your soul. The graphics work, and so when the goons in the game like were looking at you threateningly, like it really felt like oh, they're looking at me. They're after you. There's one scene I can remember in particular where where you're sitting in a bar with these characters and you're kind of examining the scene, and one guy's just like looking over his shoulder at you, and he keeps like looking back. There's another guy off in this corner who's kind of sitting in the shadows, staring right at you. I thought this is kind of creepy. They would like chase after you. At one point, we have to you have to uh, climb out a window, and you're you're uh, crawling across a, a, a clothesline, and you've just broken the window. There's these goons that are chasing behind you, and the animation shows the guys holding on to the wire behind you, coming after you. And then it was a situation where if you didn't type the thing fast enough, they would get you. But then you remember, oh, I broke the window, so I have a piece of glass. And then you you say, uh, cut rope with glass, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, the goons fall, and you 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 uh, climb to safety. If you uh, what if you like don't have the glass, or do you have to have the glass to get to that part? You have to have the glass. If you didn't pick up the glass when you broke the window, you couldn't do it. Oh, okay, they would get you. Yeah, yeah, but but you die, right? There'd be a game over, and then you just start over. Take back to the yeah. checkpoint. I mean, if yeah, there were checkpoints, the I was saying, if there were checkpoints in '85, was there was there a save or anything, or did you have to play through the whole thing in one sitting? You could save it. Okay, you could type save game at any point. Nice, cool. Yeah, no, I'll have to. I'll have to take a look at that one. That's probably. I mean, I don't wonder how it's. I don't. I haven't done a whole lot of research on detective games in general. It's just ones that I liked playing. But I'm wondering where it sits and like what the first detective game was or whatever. You know, first know, and stuff like that. After, yeah, after playing uh, a lot of Oregon Trail, that handheld I bought the past few weeks, like this game just looked right up my alley. I want to try it out. And it it looks a little bit like Deja Vu as well. Like kind of. Just judging yeah. by the screenshots, it may not play anything oh, yeah. like that. But. And when I was looking for the game, when I when I had forgotten the name of the game, I I thought I was confusing it with Deja Vu at first. Like I, I was like, was it called Deja Vu? Was it was it not? I I couldn't remember. But it did kind of look similar to that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to try to check it out. Um, any other any final thoughts on that on that game? Check it out. Yeah. Well, uh, is there any is there any other games you guys wanted to talk about? I don't know if you actually played this game. I was going to ask you though. Did you ever play Ghost Trick? Do you remember that game? Ghost on Trick, yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I downloaded it on my iPad. Yeah, I played it. I played through the first level, like the free to play level on on my iPhone, and I really liked it. But I never finished it, and you can't get it anymore. Like you, like it doesn't. Ha- it ne- they never updated to the current iOS, so I don't think you can get it. I don't think you can get. You probably can't get Phoenix anymore either because of that. You know, like if it's if a certain app doesn't update to whatever the newest iOS is, you can't play it. Like I think right. that's what happened to that. And I think it also happened to um the version of uh the world the world is not enough. Or no. The world ends with you. That one also same the same thing where it wasn't updated to the iOS so you can't play it. But uh that was that was a super cool game that I really liked from yeah, what I, I like played Ghost of it. Trick. Yeah, I played it. It was kind of like didn't have uh, my Switch. So Yeah, what I played of it actually reminds me a little bit of what I've played in Geist so far. You are like activating inanimate objects as a ghost like you take possession of them pretty much right isn't that how it works yeah right yeah you could you possess different objects and you kind of like move around to try to figure out like whoever's done the deed whoever like murdered whoever was there right but yourself you yourself has been murdered also right Mm -hmm. so i'm sure you'd find that eventually yeah that one was cool i um 
I, I played a little bit of a Sam and Max season one. I like I played the first episode of that, which that's not really a detective game. It's kind of more of like a point and click. Like you got to find one thing to get to a next thing. But one thing I thought was really funny. There's a part in the game where like you have to get you get in your cop car and you go like driving through town and you basically have to like pull over somebody. And in order to do it, like, like, cause I was pulling over cars and, and you'll say stuff like, you know, like, give me your money or your taillights out. And they'll be like, oh, I don't have your taillight. So basically what you have to do is you have to like shoot the taillight out and then pull somebody over and then they'll give you money. Like that's a part in that game, which I was like, okay. It's not, I mean, they're like play cops. They're not really detectives, but I played through the first episode of that game and it was, uh, I don't know. It's a strange game. I felt like it was super obtuse when I first played it, but playing it again it like made a little bit more sense i only got stuck on like one part i think but but yeah but it wasn't exactly what i was looking for like detective wise like phoenix Wright was pretty much the the perfect you know the perfect thing i was looking for and i was glad that i was able to get it for not that expensive you know why i I mean it's the same price as the as the 3ds version it's just it's broken Mm -hmm. down per per chapter did all the sam and max games were they like uh they were like CD-ROM games originally, right? Or that's where they started. Yeah, it was Sam and Max was a Lucas Arts game. Yep. Yes, I, re- I remember seeing uh, trailers it- for Sam and Max Hit the Road on my Re- Rebel Assault disc, and, and uh, of course you- it was also a cartoon series. Yeah, well, it's a comic book, I believe. I think that's where it starts. Okay. And from from what I gathered from the from playing the game is uh, Max isn't real. He's a he's a make believe uh, character. He's his imaginary friend, right? Or or certain people can't see him. Do you know what that? What's up with that? Uh-uh. Uh, because uh, Sam is the dog. Max is like the naked bunny. But but nobody nobody can see Max. Like nobody says anything about Max aside from Sam. So Uh-oh. he's either like from another dimension. I think they might get into it later. Like if he's like why he can't be seen by normal people. But I don't know. It kind of reminded me of that show Happy. If you've seen that yet, it's Grant Morrison who was on Sci-Fi. It's awesome. You should check it out. But it's like a you know like a deadbeat cop that. Gets visited by an imaginary friend that helps him save uh, save someone. I don't want to say who it is because I'd spoil all of it. But it's like a super. If you know Grant Morrison at all, you know it's like super ridiculous and insane because that guy's nuts. But uh, yeah, kind of reminded me of that, I guess in a way. Is there any other thoughts you guys wanted to say about Detective uh, Games? I just kind of wanted to, you know, just talk about some that were that were our favorite. But I think we're, you know, we could call it if you guys don't have any final thoughts on that. Not really. I am interested in finding out what Detective Pikachu is all about. Because I also have no idea. Well, I will. I will let you know next week for sure. I mean, we'll definitely cover that. But I, I'm excited. Kind of like leaving Detective Pikachu a mystery. Like, <laughs> you don't. You don't want to know what it is. You want to wait. You want to wait till the movie comes out. Why he's a little like old man mystery solver guy now, or do we just want to like leave it at that and let that be good enough? <laughs> I, well, I don't think they're going to tell you like why he's a grumpy old Pikachu. I think he's just going to be like that, and you just solve cases. I don't think there's going to be any sort of like lore about Detective Pikachu and like how he became this old old round mouse, you know, that can't do a quick attack anymore. I think that's just going to be left up to uh, your imagination. I was going to say maybe you want to just wait till the movie comes out and then you'll get the full story, right? When Ryan Reynolds plays him. <laughs> but uh, that'll be that'll be our show next week. But uh, this has been our show for this week. This is episode one one three. You know, you can find us at nintendomainpodcast.com. Um, you can also find uh, you can also find our videos at YouTube slash Fingmater F I N G M A T E R. Uh, Jeremy has some guys videos on there. You can find my Phoenix Wright videos and uh, Sam and Max and 
and you can watch all of me. You can watch me play all of Kirby if you don't want to play the game. You can just watch. I played the whole thing from beginning to end. You can see it on there. You know, uh, you can do that. You know, subscribe, like. We're actually almost to fifty subscribers now, so that's pretty cool. You know, it's been like nice. we've been getting subscribers every week, so that's dope. I, I like it. You know, uh, you know, feel free to come in and listen to, and watch me play Bad Dudes next week, and you know, you can comment about how bad I am at it and all that, like the. Like the double dragon comments that I got, but uh, you know you can do all that stuff. We also put our show on there if you want to watch it on YouTube for whatever for whatever reason. Uh, we do um, and we do some previews sometimes. You know we can see actually see our faces and all that stuff. Um, if you like the show, uh, you know give it a rating on iTunes. It'll really help people find it and all that stuff. You know help us out. You can also email us at nintendomainpodcast at gmail dot com. But uh, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson, Jerry Mikowski, John Litter, and uh, you know. We'll see you next week when we get to sleuth it up with Pikachu. Anyway, catch you later. Thanks for listening. Later. I'm old. (laughs) 